Is it weird that I feel like it's almost easier when there's a third person? Mm, I don't know. In the background, being like, hey, we bought this, though. I mean, maybe. Do we want to get another person? Yeah. Did Nicole or anybody see her talk? It'd be cool if we had someone who hasn't heard it yet. Emily didn't. And Nicole is a program anyway. All right, I'm going to call Emily. Okay. Hey, do you want to come help us record an, a um, That's My Favorite podcast with Rachel? Uh, what's it about? Dinosaurs. Well, that's why we called you to come talk to us. <laughs> Nomadic cowbirds and poking the puffballs. I like turtles. And lightsaber frog calls. Fresh series got filled with persimmon seeds. Hi, welcome to That's My Favorite, the podcast where we geek out with naturalists. My name is Lindsay Ryan, and I'm your host for this podcast today. And I'm here with guest host Emily Davis. Hello. And our <laughs> featured speaker, Rachel Roth. Drum roll. Yay! Woo! That's me. Rachel. Yeah. What's your favorite? Um, like, in general? In general. Mm. Birds. Okay. Birds are my favorite. There are a lot of things about birds. Yes. So what <laughs> about birds is your favorite? That's obvious. It's super obvious. Have you seen a bird? They are literally dinosaurs. And that's my favorite thing about birds. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I'm also, like, afraid they're going to peck my eyeballs out, which, I mean, is kind of scary like dinosaurs. Did you watch Hitchcock when you were little? No, but I think I saw, like, a clip from it, maybe. Is that with oh. Will Smith? What? No. No, that's Hitch. No. We're talking about like Hitchcock, the like birds. the old scary movie with the birds like flying after people. Never seen that. Yeah, it's like oh, old. we're watching it this Halloween, Lindsay. Ugh, okay, this okay. Is terrifying. Do you do you want to watch it with us? No, I do not. Hitchcock is totally a movie with Will Smith in it. No, no, it's hitched, isn't it? No, he's in Wait, another are you one. About the superhero. Yes. One? Thank you. Okay. There's a superhero movie called Hitchcock. We're getting way I off topic. So. Okay. Back um, to the bird dinos. I mean, he flies. Like a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a dinosaur. Okay. Back around <laughs> to it. Um, okay. So you guys know that birds are dinosaurs, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Kind of. But why? I don't understand why. Yeah. They are. But Tell us why. They're dinosaurs. You want to know. Give okay. us knowledge. Okay. Okay. So there's like a, a lot. <laughs> There's, there's a I'm lot so of reasons why <laughs> birds are literally dinosaurs. So in terms of just a, a general taxonomic look at the Aves clade, you know, like um, we, we tend to classify our animals. It's like we've got the reptiles and the amphibians and the mammals and the birds as if they're all kind of on equal footing. That's not how the world is actually working. That's just kind of how we've categorized the groups of things that are alive today. So actually, uh, birds are the only living descendants of theropod dinosaurs. So they, mm-hmm. they are the last theropod dinosaurs that still exist. Hold up. Yes. What is a theropod? Ooh, oh. That's a great question. That's a great question. So yeah. picture a velociraptor. Okay. Like that's- the one from Jurassic Park or like the chicken one? I don't care if okay. it's an accurate velociraptor or a fake movie velociraptor. Just picture one. Okay. Got no. it in your head? Got yes. it. That's a theropod. Okay. They are bipedal dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. They are – people get kind of hung up on the lizard hips versus bird hips. I think it's just because it's some categorization we learned when we were, when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but that's really not super relevant. It's just like that's certain ways of grouping up dinosaurs. But theropods are technically one of the lizard-hipped dinosaurs. Okay. They're bipedal. They tend to be – very fast moving. Not all of them are carnivores, but a lot of them are. Okay. There are some herbivorous theropods. Mm-hmm. And um, we can pretty much seamlessly trace the lineage of theropods from something like a velociraptor to modern birds. And the largest living theropod on the planet today is the ostrich. Oh, That's that makes cool. sense. Yeah. Right? There's like okay. 10,000 living theropods still alive today. That's amazing. That's yeah. weird to think about. 
It is. And and we know so much now. We've filled in so many of the gaps of our prehistoric understanding of this particular line in the last like five or ten years that there's basically no distinction anymore between birds and dinosaurs. Like we, we really can't look into the prehistoric past and say, here's where we draw the line between mm-hmm. which traits belong to birds and which traits belong to dinosaurs. Because it turns out not only are a lot of the traits we think of today as being exclusively bird traits, not only are they shared with non-theropod dinosaurs, Mm -hmm. but some of them are shared with their closest living modern relative, the crocodiles. So some of them might just be like a part of a reptilian lineage. And it's it's kind of muddied our whole understanding of what these groups are. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wow. So that's that's what a theropod is. That's that whole spectrum. And so I guess you're probably wondering like how – are they dinosaurs? Yeah. Yes. How are birds dinosaurs? Well, I've, I mean, I imagine most people have heard that in recent discoveries, dinosaurs had feathers. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. And that's, I think, something that we get a little bit wrong because we discovered the famous Archaeopteryx fossil mm-hmm. that we all know about two years before the or, or sorry, two years after the Origin of Species was published. What? So, I thought so it we've... happened when I was in like high school because that's no. what I remember hearing about. It. Exactly. Like, yeah, it was a big deal. I remember hearing that. And they, too. Yeah. they talked about it when I was in high school as if it was like this recent thing that shook the groundwork and we weren't even certain about it or whatever. But no, like we've we've got eleven different um Archaeopteryx fossils we discovered over the years. There's a German fossil that wasn't even recognized as being Archaeopteryx until after several years had passed between that um initial discovery of that like famous specimen, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, we we discovered that two years after the publication of the Origin of Species, what? which is like the eighteen what sixties, eighteen sixty one or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> as soon as it was discovered, uh, Darwin went back and and they revised the Origin of Species and republished it to include that information. Oh my god! Yeah, so th- we've so known cool. about this for a long time. Um, but what's kind of new is the whole idea of all dinosaurs being birds. Like, I think when Archaeopteryx was originally discovered, they just thought it was a primitive bird. They didn't really necessarily... Um, like, like, it was recognized as being a quote-unquote missing link or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but it was still... It, it seemed to have more in common with birds and certain kinds of dinosaurs, and we didn't fully understand how non-existent the difference is between all these animals. Yeah. Um, um. And like, I guess some other background information. I don't know, because I don't know if you guys were dinosaur nerds when you were kids, but I definitely went through a paleontologist phase. I was kind of just chasing stuff that lived in the mud and didn't oh, come across oh, any fuss. frogs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe some worms in there. So, okay. No, I never really okay. learned much about dinosaurs. That's why I'm excited to, to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I went through a brief phase, but I went through brief phases a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So, I understand. Yeah, I did get into dinosaurs for a little while. But, yeah, I mean, what I learned when I was a kid is different than what's known about them today. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I gave I gave a talk a couple weeks ago about dinosaurs. And I had, like, a little kid in the audience who was probably eight years old or something. And afterwards, he came up and he was like, I have a question. He was, like, really shy. And he was like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite dinosaur? And I had to think about it. And I don't even remember which one I told him. I think I told him um Anchiornis or something like that but he was like oh okay and I was like what's your favorite and he says you Tyrannus I was really happy that you talked about that in the presentation oh, like that's so <laughs> but cute you ask kids today and and they grow up with these like what we consider new dinosaurs because mm-hmm. we didn't have that upbringing but they're like yeah, yeah. um what's the Zhang Wanlong the velociraptor relative like oh I love that dinosaur and like they just know so many Crazy dinosaurs. It's kind that's of impressive. I remember T Rex yeah. and Triceratops. Right. Like yeah, I remember Land Before Time like, dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I think of. That's my education on yeah. dinosaurs. Yep. And now, yeah, it's just crazy how much everything's blown up. Okay, so uh, let, let's talk about why birds are dinosaurs. Okay. Because this is kind of crazy, and and obviously, probably the first thing that comes to you guys' mind is the feather stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And. As established, like we've we've known about some dinosaurs having feathers for like over a century, so mm. that's not incredibly new. What has been fairly new is certain 
um, places we've been excavating dinosaurs, like in China, that mm-hmm. have those crazy, amazingly preserved feathers. And we have now thousands of dinosaurs that have feathers that we've uncovered. Really? So I mentioned Jean Wan Long. That's mm-hmm. a velociraptor cousin that was uncovered in China. And it's completely head to toe covered in feathers. We've also discovered other relatives of famous dinosaurs like Tyrannosaurus. So I mentioned you, Tyrannus, Mm -hmm. which was that little kid's favorite dinosaur. (laughs) And that's like a slightly smaller cousin of Tyrannosaurus rex. Okay. And it also had feathers. We have preserved juvenile specimens and adult specimens, maybe one adult specimen that has feathers. Mm -hmm. Really well preserved. Um, And for some of these, for a long time, um, because it's kind of hard, the, the way that those keratinous sort of structures are preserved in fossils isn't always that picture perfect, like clear cut out view of a feather. So um, sometimes it just looks like fuzz on the outside and there's been debate about like, is that hair? Mm -hmm. Is it feathers? Is that just like skin tissue that's coming apart and that kind of stuff, which is like totally valid. We can kind of look at the molecular um, components of it and be like, oh, we're pretty sure it's feathers. But one of the things that um, made it absolutely guaranteed that some of these things like Sinosauropteryx mm-hmm. actually had feathers was that we've begun to uncover pigments in feathers. <sighs> yeah. So here's the thing that's really cool. Um, our understanding of dinosaur feathers has advanced so much that we can pretty much trace uh the evolution of feathers in multiple lineages of dinosaurs. So feathers mm-hmm. arose in multiple places. For example, are pterosaurs mm-hmm. a dinosaur? No. I don't think so. No, they're okay. not. But had a lot of bird-like features. Mm-hmm. Like they had what they call pycnofibers, which isn't exactly a feather. It's more like a, a fine kind of filament. Mm-hmm. It's almost like hair, but the structure is like a feather structure. So it's a primitive feather, but it's completely different from other primitive feathers at the time. And it's not just the ones that kind of look like birds. Like, okay, if you squint really hard at a velociraptor, you can say like, okay, I get why that might have feathers. Like it looks pretty feathery. And I can, we can talk about velociraptor in a second because we haven't actually found feathers from a velociraptor. Yeah, but we know that they had feathers Mm -hmm. with fair confidence. But anyway, back to the evolution of feathers. It's not just those dinosaurs. Um, we know that certain primitive dinosaurs, like what's it called, Psittacosaurus. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know if you can picture it because it's not really a, va- a very famous one, but there's also members of the um, Triceratops family okay. that had feathers. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, picture. right? Yeah, that is weird. Mm-hmm. Sauropods didn't have feathers. Um, so there's the long necked dinosaurs, mm-hmm. like Littlefoot, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before time, <laughs> they did not have feathers, okay. but yeah, a, a lot of the other dinosaurs did and, and not all of them, but mm-hmm. some of them would have feathers and we're not talking about again, like a peacock tail or whatever. We're talking about maybe some fluff, some, you know, how, um, ostriches mm-hmm. are just kind of fluffy feathers. They're yeah. not really quite as bound together. And same mm. thing with like kiwi birds. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they just look just like ball, fluffy balls. Yeah, like yeah. a cotton ball. Yeah. And their their feathers don't like really link up together in the way that you think of like flight feathers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways that modern feathers can look, like downy fluff on a duckling. And so mm-hmm. if you can it's not exactly the same, but if you can imagine that kind of thing, mm-hmm. like some of these dinosaurs that were covered in feathers might have looked like a duckling. Okay. So based on that, <laughs> were they like that would be really cute. Yeah, right. So with them were they are they thought to just be for, like, insulation then? Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's that's one hypothesis. And there's a lot of different things it could be used for. And, you know, that's one difficult thing about prehistoric animals is that as far as behaviors, we can make only so many inferences yeah. about what stuff was used for. But, okay, take Velociraptor, for example. Um, they definitely didn't fly because they just don't have the bone structure to be able to make the right movements to fly at okay. all or to glide or anything. But on their ulna, so that's like on your forearm, on the inside from your elbow to your wrist, mm-hmm. they have those little um, nodules, like little bumps on the bone. Mm-hmm. And in modern birds, those are muscle attachment points for flight feathers. Weird. So, poof, 
Yeah. <laughs> that was Lindsay making a brain explosion yeah. sound. <laughs> yeah. My brain is exploding. So basically what we can infer from that, even though we haven't found a Velociraptor fossil that's preserved with enough detail to actually see any feathers, we just have bones. And all of its cousins were fully covered in feathers that looked like flight feathers. And Velociraptor had the muscle attachment points, so it probably had feathers yeah. that looked like those same wing feathers that it could manipulate with the same musculature that modern birds can use for flight without being able to fly. That's so weird. Oh, that's weird. And so the current hypothesis for that is that maybe being able to manipulate those feathers since it had no function in flight, was useful for display purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes And so, more sense. like, fanning them out to, to div- give different displays, or, you know, maybe that's for um, territorial stuff, maybe it's for mating stuff, like, who the heck knows? But that's one example. And the insulation thing, totally legit, mm-hmm. because um, there's a lot of discussion about where the line is between endothermy and ectothermy on this spectrum Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of evidence that some dinosaurs had endothermic traits so that's like warm-blooded if you're going to use like the common more Mm well-known words Mm -hmm. yeah so some examples of that would be like dinosaurs that clearly lived in the arctic you know and they have feathers so they probably were trapping warmth in using those feathers which means they were probably warm-blooded yeah in some capacity okay Stuff like that. Yeah. That's so neat. So feathers are cool. And uh, since we're now beginning to look at them in like, oh, feathers in electron microscope, uh, micrographs, and getting really fine details of like mm-hmm. the different pigment structures and the surface structures, like we, we now have the actual, or as close as we can get to, for now, the actual feathers, colors. What? In dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. We Dude, can that's tell, so cool. We can tell what color their feathers were yeah what 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 have we found oh my gosh is it like a freaking rainbow like the coolest thing ever. well actually yeah <laughs> i want to see a rainbow dinosaur so we we have uh. found pigments of like pink and things like that we've what? which is pretty rare in the animal world yeah. um we've found black pigments red pigments white pigments <laughs> i second guess myself there i don't know because i don't know how the white structure works if it's like the absent of pigments oh, with yeah, the right yeah. structure or whatever and we've oh yes Lindsay's no, making no, no, faces no. keep going keep going oh okay and we've also discovered some surface structures that give additional things that are not really pigments but add color such as iridescence yes that's yeah. what i was hoping you were gonna uh-huh. say so we know about some iridescent dinosaurs and i think one of the first uh, dinosaurs that we described its colors was Cynosauropteryx. I mentioned them before. They're like a cute little chicken-sized dinosaur Ugh. with a long tail. They're pretty cute. They're like Compsognathus if you watch the Jurassic Park movies, like the original three. There's, I don't know which one it is. It's where, like, Alan is like that little kid and he's like eating ravioli in a can <laughs> and he like, collected Tyrannosaurus Rex P or something. Do you remember that? Is that in like the third one? Probably. I didn't ever watch those. I only oh, watched the first one. I didn't one. watch them because they stressed me out. Oh my gosh, you guys <laughs> stressed me out. Why didn't you watch? Oh my god! I think well, is that the one with the cell phone that gets stuck in the poop? Yeah. Okay, I've seen that one. I've seen that clip. That's like one of the best ones. I have to be honest. I love that movie so much. It's way better than the second one because the second one they like the T Rex eats a dog. Like, oh, who, I, know. I remember that. Who actually. does that? Horrible. I don't even Hate know if it. Alan was in that movie. Anyway, the third one's that, like, I love it so much. It's kind of weird when that Velociraptor is like, Alan in the dream. Wait, what? Never mind. It's a dream sequence. <laughs> okay, so I'm getting off track. I need to watch this movie. That's what you're saying. I got Alan. Anyway, my point is, I think there's like an opening sequence for that movie. The Compsognathus plays like a pretty large role. This is like not super relevant, but it's like this little tiny chicken-like dinosaur that's like a little mini cute velociraptor, and it's like squabbling over a child they're trying to eat. Yeah, okay. I think, ooh, that's so freaky. Uh, See, that's why I don't watch it. That's just messed up. Well, okay. Anyway, Uh, if you can stressing Emily out just thinking about it, if you can, I'm getting sweaty. Picture that. Picture a little cute Compsognathus with like a long tail that's fluffy, almost like a squirrel, but not oh. quite that fluffy. Okay. That's what we have sort of decided to picture Sinosauropteryx is looking like. And we know that Sinosauropteryx 
had reddish brown feathers, like kind of a reddish feather, mm-hmm. and that its tail was striped. It had <gasps> reddish brown. It was really more reddish than brown, but kind of like an orange red striped oh. with white going oh, up the tail. Like a, like a lemur. Like a lemur, yeah. Oh, Little lemur dinosaur. Isn't that so cute? Okay, but we've we've done like way more than that. So we've described so many dinosaurs' colors. Um, Ankyorhinus. I don't know if I said that correctly. That that dinosaur. It's an avian dinosaur, so it's really more of a bird than a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. We've described their colors and our famous Archaeopteryx. We know mm-hmm. had all black feathers. Ooh, so fancy. we we have discovered, and you know that kind of. I I really don't hear that anymore, but I still hear some people that are maybe not as familiar with just how much we actually understand now who are tempted to say, well, you know, there's some evidence somewhere deep in the internet that maybe these feathers aren't real feathers. Well, we know the color of them. Like, that's how detailed they are. Yeah, like, we've, we've preserved the the melanistic pigments in the feathers to know that they're black. And we have 11 specimens. We've examined multiple specimens. Yeah. So we, we know that um, Archaeopteryx had all black feathers. Isn't that so cute? That's amazing. It may have had some iridescence, but there are also other dinosaurs. Like, I think some images I've seen of Jean Wen Long had iridescent feathers. It's kind of like a rainbow dinosaur. Like, <laughs> that's so cool, man. Yeah, so that's pretty neat. Feathers are neat. They we are. could just talk about feathers forever. Okay, can I tell you guys one more thing about feathers? Please. One more thing. Okay, just one more thing. <laughs> we have literal dinosaur feathers. Preserved in amber. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yep. Yep. Lindsay, did you like, just blue screen? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like, like a real feather or like a duckling feather? Multiple feathers, including entire birds. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like how so, big are these? So one of, the, one of the problems is that a lot of these amber pieces that have really significant finds have been discovered in markets where they've already been cut and polished. Crap. Yeah. So we don't know how big the original specimen may have been or if there were other pieces that got sold. But some of the pieces that we do have, um, and these were discovered like as recent as 2016, 17, and 18. Oh, wow. We were discovering these things. Whoa. We have... An entire, I should pull these up and show them to you. We could Google it. But um, we have an entire primitive dinosaur wing where you can see the hand claws. Oh, my gosh. And the wing feathers. We have an entire dinosaur tail, which we know is probably a non-avian dinosaur, but it could be an avian dinosaur. It's certainly a dinosaur tail, though, and it's not like closer to modern birds where their tails are fused because we've yeah. actually done a, an x-ray and ct scan of this amber tail and it does have the vertebrae of the tail inside of it yep and on this part where it's been cut off you you um can see like bits of what looks like kind of a ferris like ironish okay, thank you. <laughs> stuff oh, on the inside oh, okay. yeah <laughs> and they've tested it and um and there's no like dna or anything but it is dinosaur blood that's crazy. Yeah. And it gets even better because we have, okay, there's this primitive bird-like dinosaur that lived at the same time as Microraptor, which is also one of my favorite dinosaurs. Microraptor is so cute. We know its colors. It's like a little gliding dinosaur that had like arm wings and leg wings and it would like glide like a sugar glider, but dinosaur form. <gasps> Wait, was it the size of a sugar glider? I mean, like, can probably you give me a size fantastic. reference here. I they always describe them as like chicken sized. So I think that's that just giving vary. people. Yeah. That sounds kind of scary. But it's a, it's a general like frame of reference. Like we're not talking like a <laughs> large dog. So yeah. So it lived. But this little dinosaur that I'm talking about, um, an anti an anti-ornithes, an anti-ornithes. Mm. Ugh, they're hard to say. Yeah. Um, this little guy lived at the same time as Microraptor. It's a little, we, we kind of call it a toothed bird. So it was like a toothed avian dinosaur. So it's more like a bird than Microraptor, but it had teeth and it had hand claws and it had a lot of dinosaur qualities. Does that make sense? Yes. It's a spectrum, remember? Um, and we found Microraptors with those little guys in their stomachs. So like, oh my I know, gosh. it's cute. Anyway, the point I'm trying to get at is that we have a fledgling Enantiornithes preserved entirely in amber. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yep. Dude. It's crazy. Do you want to see a picture? Yeah. Please. Okay, let me Google this. Make sure you put it on so our listeners can see it. Oh, yeah. We'll put it in our show notes on the website. 
Enantiornithes. I can and spell it. Just they're like, doing a great job pronouncing these names. Yeah, I'm, I'm Thank loving you. it. Thank you. Here we go. It's like one of the first results. Enantiornithes. Amber. Look. So in the in this <gasps> first side, you can see its little claw. Yes. Oh my gosh. And this is not it a very like legit. Looks like a chicken. Like geez. just a little baby chicken. It's not very. It doesn't there's look this, very big. There's its little foot. Ah! And there's its butt, and then its wing is up here from other angles. And that's one of the tricky things. This hasn't been polished or anything, so it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to see. But in some angles, you can see its little claws from its wings. <gasps> Look at all those feathers! <gasps> I know. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Isn't that just so like, amazing? Ugh. Just all they the look like filaments. little filaments. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, and here's a close-up um, of one oh, of those dinosaur wow. wings that we found. Freaking. And you can see it has like a, a, what's it called? Like a rachis, the midrib yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the feather. There, there may be, I don't know if these are the locking kind, but yeah, that's one of the the straight up wings that's been preserved by mm-hmm. itself. And they have an illustration because they've done. It's obviously hard to see from the outside what this little fledgling <laughs> dinosaur looked like. Um, but they've done like X rays and stuff, so they've illustrated what it looks like inside the amber, so that, that you can see just it. Looks like a bird, right? It's a little baby to its oh, bird. Oh wow! Where are its teeth? Well. I don't think they have it in this illustration. They've kind of got mm. some serrations. It looks like a baby bird. Yeah, basically. Yeah. With so in this illustration, feathers. they've got some serrations inside of the beak. Um, mm. But in Enantiornithes did have teeth as an adult. So yeah, that's that's the feathered dinosaur baby. That is the coolest thing I've seen in a while. Yeah. Right? And that was fairly recent. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's freaking cool. So we, we know now, obviously a ton about them. And what's really cool is that some of these like preserved in amber birds have confirmed to us the colors of the feather. So did you notice in the illustration they have like a white belly? Yeah, yeah I did. And then yeah. brown on the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of what we assumed about a lot of these dinosaurs. Yeah. So, um, and I keep saying dinosaur. It's again a spectrum and this is an avian dinosaur. So it's more like a bird than a dinosaur. But yeah. But cool. it has teeth. But yeah, and it's, and it has- it's, and it has primitive. It's claws. very primitive. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is the coolest thing. <laughs> so Holy neat. cows. Okay. Freaking love it. So yeah, that's feathers. Feathers. Any questions about feathers, I guess? No. <laughs> but I have a question about bones. Oh, that's me. Okay. Did dinosaurs yes. have a similarity between their bones and modern day bird bones 100 percent in in what way fact okay so when you think of bird bones like what's the first thing you think of hollow right is that what you think of emily or like the fused sternum oh yeah oh if you oh yeah so so modern birds have a lot of fused parts which is pretty unique to modern birds we don't really see that in a lot of prehistoric birds although I say that. You guys, have, have you heard of, oh, I just get so freaking excited about dinosaur birds. Yeah, I wish all of you could see Rachel's face right now. <laughs> it's great. Okay, so um, have you heard of oviraptor? No, but ova is egg, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And raptor is like, see, that's, okay, yeah. maybe this will help you jog your memory. It's the dinosaur that we thought for a long time was like an egg thief because it was found <gasps> on top of a nest. Yes. Yes. And okay. then it turns out it was its own babies. What? And that they have clutches of eggs, and they nest communally, and they probably incubate their eggs. Whoa. That's freaking sweet. Another communal incubation. Uh-huh. That's neat. So that's pretty cool. And that's um, that dinosaur, which it's in it's in the land before time. It's like a bad guy. It tries to steal yeah, somebody's eggs. Yeah, it tries to eggs. steal the eggs. Yes. Yeah, it tries to steal Littlefoot's egg. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in that Disney movie, Dinosaur. What is that other movie? Yeah, with like the weird mammals in it, too. The that's lemurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Dino- okay. That's Dinosaur. That is Dinosaur. Yeah, because that's what I'm movie. thinking of. Yep. like all the, the little, little egg, egg thief. Thing. Yes, yeah. and that's okay. it. Make the great migration. Yes. yes. Yep. So that's, that's the egg thief dinosaur that's actually, it turns out, possibly a modern bird. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so it turns out that that oviraptor has and its relatives have more in common with modern birds than a lot of other dinosaurs, <laughs> including um, like like avian dinosaurs. So really? they have fused body parts. They have a beak. They have no teeth. They incubate their eggs. They had feathers, like a lot of feathers. We have like Caudipteryx as an example. They they have like very well preserved feathers, and there's some. Uh, Jinfang Opteryx, I think, is another one that has feathers. Hmm. Anyway, they're basically modern birds. And one of the things that makes them so similar is some fused bones. 
Okay. But I'm getting sidetracked. what was the yeah, time okay. frame? Like, how far, far back was that? Uh, you know? Like, I don't know. Oviraptorosauria. Want to see a little cute picture of one? Yeah. I want to find the little chicken one. There's, like, all sorts of sizes of them and stuff. But there's a really yeah, cute one chart. that they have on top of its egg. Like, it's incubating them. <laughs> but, yeah, you can see it's got, like, the fused hips and the fused Weird. tail like a bird. Oh, wow. And it's got, like, the It looks like it's beak. wearing a diaper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the fused hip bones and some fused tail. Oh, look at this little one. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> oh, it's so, so cute. cute. Oh, my gosh. Definitely a candidate for favorite dinosaur for me, to be honest. I need to think more or put more time into thinking about what my favorite dinosaurs are. They're different beaks. Those are beaks. Yeah, those are the different types of beaks that they had. That's crazy. I want to find one particular little skeleton, though, that's really cute. And some of those pictures have, they have like feathers coming out of their arms, Mm -hmm. like those big bell bottom sleeves from the 70s. Yes. And a lot of them also have, I don't know if they were pictured in those particular examples, but a lot of them had like, at the end of the tail, if you can imagine, like, a big fan coming off. Like, oh. you know, I guess like a modern bird almost. I and mean, yeah. feathers maybe weren't built like modern bird feathers, mm-hmm. but that pattern was the same. Oh, okay, cool. this oh, is okay. my favorite little skeleton of an overraptor. Look at him. <gasps> Look at its face. Look at him. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Legs. Got a long so neck. Cute. Wow. I mean, Look down there. I saw like at the bird. top. Yeah, and what's really cool is you notice in the skull of these guys how many there holes. There's so many holes. Are in it. Cow, yeah. Oh, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Um, it is a basic theropod trait to have hollow bones. Mm. All theropods, including tyrannosaurs, what? had hollow bones. Wow. Yep. Um, we see the hollows in the bones uh some of them like they've been like cut out now now that we can get into those bones through and i say now as if it's a brand new thing but like x-rays and ct scans Mm -hmm. it still is fairly new because even though we've had this technology for a while we have so many specimens in our collections that we're still going through and getting information about right yeah. Do you yes. X-ray machine in there and be like, well, we haven't scanned this one before. Oh, sure enough, it's got hollow bones. Wow. And so we're still discovering a lot about that. But here's here's what makes it really crazy. Um, do you know why birds have hollow bones? So they can fly, right? Okay. So that's actually, in sure. some cases, a little bit of a myth. Ah, so at least in some birds – we know that their skeletal mass is a bigger percentage of their body weight than the skeletons of mammals the same size. So that's actually probably mostly true because it certainly adds some weightlessness to some of their structures. Mm -hmm. But there are birds that are very heavy that have hollow bones. To put this into perspective and tell me if I'm wrong. Yes. If I had a mammal that weighed or had the exact same mass... It weighs two paper clips. Okay, two paper clip mammal. It's a hummingbird. Okay. And then we have a hummingbird <laughs> that weighs two paper clips. Yes. Okay. And then we pull their bones out. Yes. And we weigh them. Yes. Their bones would weigh the same? No, the bird bones would weigh, weigh more. more. So proportionately, oh, the bird bones in some birds, it hasn't been like studied in all of them as far as I know, but in some birds that we've looked at, the bones weigh more of that body are more of that body mass than the mammal's bones. My brain. I know. Yeah, so like everything into, I know it's about crazy. birds is like imploding. Mm-hmm. So it, it's okay, weird. So, so yeah, here, why? so why is what's the actual reason? <laughs> okay, wait. Ready to have what? What? I'm gonna let you tell. You're just so excited. I'm so excited. Wait, you can. I don't want to okay. talk over you. Don't they use their bones to breathe? Shut up, what? Lindsay Ryan. I hate you. Okay, here's <laughs> I told the thing. You. Get this: birds breathe in their bones. I literally did not know that. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. I only know that because she told me last week. Shut up. Couple weeks cheating. Ago. It is. <sighs> I hate you. I gave you the opportunity. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to give away the answer. What did you think I was going to say? I don't know. A cute comment or something. Oh, gosh. A witty pun. <laughs> a witty pun. You ruined it. <laughs> Dang it. Well, yes, they breathe their bones. Okay. Most people, I say most people because I didn't know this until I took an ornithology class in college and even then it was like we all were very confused by this so bird lungs work totally different Mm -hmm. from every other lungs on the planet and the reason why this is important is because bird and dinosaur bones have these things in common 
because their respiratory systems were also the same or very similar. Yeah. And we're going to like back it up even further. So if you take like, like the lowest snip of the evolutionary branch that includes birds mm-hmm. and their closest living relatives, we call that the group of archosaurs. Okay. All of those like reptile, dinosaur, birdish like animals include crocodiles. And mm. crocodile lungs are also somewhat similar to bird lungs. And okay. they're the only animals on the planet that have yeah, this structure. Yeah. Really? Okay, so do you know a lot about crocodile lungs? Not a lot, but I, I remember Tell us about them, them what being do you know? different. What do you know? I, I don't really know that much, but I remember learning they were different because okay. their hearts and stuff are different too. Yeah, right? they yeah. have weird hearts. Yeah, we got freaky. We got to get Dexter on this sometime to talk about crocodiles because we had a long conversation about this and it's very confusing. But anyway. I'll, crocodiles are just weird. Yeah. Yeah. So- Meat and potatoes, birds have circular breathing, kind of. Um, The main difference between their lungs and our lungs is that when we breathe in, like breathe Mm -hmm. in real quick, just, okay, now breathe out. Now breathe out more. Now breathe out more. Yeah, you're never going to get all the air out of your lungs. So it goes in. you just have dead air in there. Yeah, we have dead air and dead air space in your lungs, right? That's not how bird lungs work. Or crocodile lungs. So in those two animals, the air, in one way or another, goes through the lungs in a circle in one direction, basically. So it exits in a completely different place than it enters. Where does it exit? What? We'll talk about that, but here's another <laughs> important difference. When we think of air going in our lungs, it's like filling up a balloon and then squishing it out. Okay. Yeah. When you think of air moving through crocodile and bird lungs, you need to think of it like water going through a sponge so it's moving flowing in one direction through a matrix of spongy like apparatuses instead of going down little tiny branches to a dead end and then backing up and the sponge is the are lungs. the bird bones no oh. <laughs> Dang it. the sponge is the bird lungs so the bones come in when you think about how they get the air in and out of their body in one direction okay and this is what's different between birds and crocodiles and we're not a hundred percent sure where the differences in that respiratory system go for dinosaurs exactly but we'll get into that so basically with crocodiles, it's all their lungs. So mm-hmm. they breathe in, it goes into the lungs on one side, and then exits through the other lung, basically. Okay. Like a sponge yes. in a circle. Oh. Okay. So that's kind of easy to visualize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With birds, they have a system of air sacs. Mm. And those air sacs are literally just empty balloons. There are air sacs that blow up in the back of the bird, and there's air sacs that blow up in the front of the bird, and they're just empty. There's no, like, gas exchange, no, like, oxygen going into the bloodstream or anything. It's just an empty balloon. And those, you can think of them as, like, sinuses extend into the bird bones. Okay? Okay. Okay. So they extend into the bird bones. And we have things just like that in our bones, but it's only in our face. Like, uh-huh. 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 What, what hollow cavities do you have in your face that are connected to your lungs? Your sinuses. They get stuffed up. Yeah. Your sinuses. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same thing. So, like, picture your sinuses, but in every part of your body. Oh, imagine getting a cold. <laughs> oh, that would suck. That would hurt. You can see where our respiratory systems would be devastating to a bird. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... It's, it's really, really crazy, and, and one way we can tell just by looking at bones that have no lungs or anything, whether they have these cavities, is that because it, it connects to the outside of your body, there's always a hole built into the bone that goes into the cavity. And we know, this is crazy, I learned this actually like last month, because I was wondering like, how do we know they were filled with lungs? So at least with modern animals mm-hmm. that have sinuses or hollow bones like birds, mm-hmm. if some kind of damage occurs, whether it occurred by accident or by your experiment that like specifically messed it up on purpose, if something happens to close up the hole that leads to the rest of the lungs that connects your sinuses to your lungs or whatever, or connects the hollow bird bone to its air sac system, mm-hmm. the bones fill up with bone mass. So basically, based and this is, you know, as... The best evidence we can take is from studying modern animals. But if we 
we hypothesize that if we took a dinosaur, a living dinosaur, and if its bones, hollow bones, were not connected to the outside air, they would likely not be hollow. There would be bone mass inside of them. Hmm. Okay. Based on our modern studies. Anyways, that's how we know that they were connected to their lungs. So let me walk you through bird lungs because this is this is kind of wild. Yes. Please okay. do. Walk, walk through it with me. Here's, okay. Here's how it goes. You breathe in. Thanks, thanks for the high fives. I appreciate it. Let's, <laughs> we're we're going to hold, let's hold hands. hands. Okay. Thanks, Annalie. Okay. <laughs> you breathe in. The air goes into your butt sacs. What? What? <laughs> are you being serious? Yes. Okay. It goes into your goes air in sacs your that are in your butt. It yeah. has not entered your lungs yet, okay? What the heck? You breathe out. What? It goes from your butt sacs into your lungs. Which are located from the bottom. in their back. Or yes, closer. it's up by their backbone. So it goes into your lungs, which are up by your backbone. By the way, what? bird lungs do not move. They're rigid. They don't expand or anything. So basically the air sacs are bellows that are like a balloon squishing the air into the lungs. Okay, so it goes into the lungs. It's like a sponge. The air is moving through it like water moves through a sponge. It's in there. Okay, ready? Okay. You breathe in. The air gets sucked out the other end of the lungs. Wait. Into okay. your chest sacs. <laughs> your air sacs in your chest, which are just empty balloons like bellows, okay? Okay. Then you breathe out. And the air leaves your body. Through what? Your trachea. So, you have, so they have, have two tracheas. I know. No. Their trachea is cut in yes. so, sections. Sections. So you can think of it like there's like at some point there's like a branching. I don't really know. I You know, I'd have to look at a diagram. So basically the point of this is the air moves through their lungs in one direction. It takes two cycles of breaths to get the air in and out of your body. And because of that... With every single inhalation and exhalation, you have fresh air moving through your lungs, and there's no dead air in your lungs. Wow. Is that insane? And in their lungs is where they actually do the gas exchange. Yes. So that's where carbon dioxide leaves and oxygen comes in. Mm -hmm. And it's such an efficient system that Mm -hmm. it's pretty much considered one of the groundworks to being able to fly, number one, Mm -hmm. because without that level of like metabolism and like gas exchange, you just can't power the muscles that it takes to fly or the brain that it takes to fly, right? Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that it makes them incredibly sensitive. They're so good at pulling things out of the air. It makes them really sensitive to air pollution. Yeah. So that's why you would take like a canary down into a coal mine. Uh Ah, Because they're so sensitive to stuff in the air compared to us that they'll get killed by something toxic way before we are. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Fascinating. And that's why you shouldn't burn candles around your pet birds. I have a question. Fun fact. Yes. You said that this might have been like one of the key things to be able to fly. To be able to fly. Yes. Mm -hmm. What about bats? Like, do we know about bat respiratory system? Mm -hmm. Do bats have hollow bones? Like, I'm questioning everything. I have no idea. I don't know how bats respiratory. Well, I do. I do know that. The way that bats fly is very different from birds. Very mm-hmm. true. And so I I don't know. And okay. another thing that's that's kind of weird is that we've also had flight evolve in insects, which mm-hmm. obviously have a totally different system. Totally I don't even know different. anything about insects. They're just that's a different world. They're crazy. We'll ask an insect person sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the type of like high metabolism powered flight that birds do is different okay mm-hmm. i like that anyway it definitely helped birds be able to fly and okay backing up to like birds being dinosaurs literally so this is why birds are literally dinosaurs because yeah. bird bones are pneumatic and a part of the respiratory system the same way dinosaur bones are and because dinosaur bones were hollow and they had the pneumatic cavities that we associate with bird respiratory systems mm-hmm. And we know that that means dinosaurs must have had air sac lung systems similar to birds. We've found, like, we're, we're talking, like, the same pneumatic structures, not only in their, like, leg bones and arm bones and stuff, but also in their spine, in other bones, in their in their neck, in their tails, like, in their, in everything. Yeah. Um, so they they didn't just have crocodile-like lungs. Crocodiles don't have air sacs. They had bird lungs. 
and a bird-like respiratory system. Mm-hmm. And again, this is not kind of like how feathers were not just like the velociraptor type dinosaur traits. These were traits that belonged to dinosaurs that didn't even have feathers. Oh my. Such oh. as sauropods, like Littlefoot, those long neck dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Get even- this. They had air sacs. And in sauropod dinosaurs, their air sacs extended up their entire neck. Whoa. Making their entire neck hollow with pneumatic cavities that were connected to their their lungs. And in those animals, it's been hypothesized that that probably had something to do with lessening the mass of those bones and to make it a little bit more weightless to keep those necks up and elevated. Because they're so freaking huge. That could have been part of it. Um, and musculature, but that's different. Um, yeah. And it extended all the way back about halfway down their tails. Wow. So they were what super efficient at getting oxygen too. Yes. Which probably probably helped them help huge. them be huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. That's crazy. Yeah. And back then, there, I mean, there was more oxygen in the air. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. probably made it a lot easier to be a wow. giant Tyrannosaurus Rex or a like Sora Poseidon or something. This is so cool. Yeah, right? My brain is just like processing so much new information. Yeah. I know. Right? Like I have to take a nap now. <laughs> yeah. So if we go back to like our original branch, yeah. birds are not just dinosaurs. They have a lot in common with literally every dinosaur, even the ones that don't look like birds, to the point of being, like, unequivocally matched with them. You know, like, there's mm-hmm. there's nothing on the planet like a bird respiratory system. So for a sauropod, which looks nothing like a bird, to have that respiratory system, yeah. that is bird-like. And unequivocally sets up birds as just being one of those branches of the dinosaur family tree. They are our last living dinosaurs on the planet. They're just called birds and they don't have teeth anymore, but they still have a lot of the genetic traits that they inherited from their dinosaur ancestors, including genes that we've turned on and off in controversial and much debated you know, um, experiments where they've elongated chicken tails and unfused them and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And a lot of, and, and like all the other traits that are like birds, like we've, we've got dinosaurs that had beaks. Well, plenty of other animals had beaks too, Mm -hmm. but, um, we have literal modern birds that had syrinxes, which is a unique bird voice box Mm -hmm. that have teeth. Hmm. And claw- oh. we have modern birds today, like Hoatzin, that still have claws on their hands. Wow. And they lose that when they grow to adulthood, but the babies have claws on their wings that they use to climb around on branches. What? Have you seen a Hoatzin, Emily? No. They're so cute. They don't look That's real. Crazy. They look like animatronics. Oh. They look like animatronics. Oh! Yeah. So there's the Hoatzin. What a freaking weirdo. Yeah, they're really cool birds. Um, claws. Let me see if I can find the baby that has the claws. Oops. Wow. Sorry, I know we're probably going like way long on this, but we can edit it. Oh, look at a little baby. Look at his little wing claws. <gasps> no freaking way. Oh, that is the weirdest looking thing. See, it's got little wing claws. It's using the hook onto the brain. You can't see that. That's kind of like breaky. There, but yeah, kind of crazy. So, I mean, it's really not a matter of whether birds are dinosaurs as far as our current understanding goes. It's can we even draw a line between them? And so far, the answer appears to be no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a line between them. It's more like a line. It's a continuation. It's a straight line. It is literally a straight line. Like, there's some really fun quotes from modern paleontologists, like, from 2007. So, like, I'm, I'm not – this isn't new information. It's yeah. just, I guess, not been – Widely accepted. Yeah, yeah, or widely circulated. But, yeah. you know, if – who was it? Mark Nolan, I think, said that – if we were to be back in the Jurassic and we were to look at a velociraptor, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't even think of it as being different from a bird. We'd probably just be like, wow, that's a really weird looking bird. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because so much of what makes a velociraptor or a tyrannosaur or any of these other theropods in particular, dinosaurs seem like dinosaurs is also what would make them seem like birds to us if we could see them in real life. Yeah. It would just be indistinct. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, can do you, do you understand now 
why I freaking love birds so much. Yeah, I absolutely get it. Because, like, I mean, the, those are the some of the best things about birds, in my personal opinion, besides their cute little bird brains and their little bird eyes. But, like, those things that are so unique to birds are from their dinosaur grandparents. Yes. We have dinosaurs. Yeah, in your parking lot. In the parking lot. Picking Freaking grackles, man. Yes. Oh, they're so cute. Dinosaurs running around. Oh, I literally tell ah. them that they're cute little dinosaurs like every time I see them. Oh, grackles Eating are so cute. bugs off your bumper. So, I mean, golly, even, even the ones we hate are just little dinosaurs. And it makes me appreciate even house sparrows, even though I hate them. <laughs> it makes me appreciate them. That's well, why I get personally offended when people say that parking lot birds are trash birds. No. It's a freaking grackle. It is a dinosaur. Yeah. It is a dinosaur. Have you watched a grackle? They're so charismatic. They're yeah. so goofy. They're so funny. I am very protective of birds that people think are trash because they're all just incredible beyond what we can imagine and what we understand about them. Yeah, I feel the same way about fish. Wow, mm. wait, hang on. No, no, about trash fish. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's all. So I can understand yeah. defending animals that yeah. everybody else seems to hate yeah. Yeah. for reasons that they probably can't articulate. Like exact, like exactly, why? like yeah. they can't really explain. Or well, even this have, is not a fish episode. Even have good Sorry, reason. We can talk about fish <laughs> in another episode. And it's okay. We can talk fish later. Okay, um... Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, That's my favorite. That's your favorite. Birds are dinosaurs. And they're my favorite. Dinosaurs are my favorite. So when you eat a chicken, you eat a dinosaur. Oh, my God. Uh, Wait, wait. Back the heck up. Oh, my God. Are you prepared for this? Listen to this. Okay. 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 I don't know if I can handle it anymore. I got chill bumps. Wait a second. Okay. Wait a second. I'm ready. Paleontologists, based on their endeavors to discover whether birds, dinosaurs, excuse me, were endothermic, <laughs> have come to the conclusion that if you were to eat a dinosaur, it would probably taste like dark meat on a chicken or oh, a turkey. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My eyes are watering. <laughs> Don't cry, oh Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, so you... You literally are eating a dinosaur, and you're probably not that far off based on the metabolism of dinosaurs and the respiratory system. Lindsay's actually crying right now. I'm not. They're just watering, okay? Oh, my God. Your face is all red. (laughs) This is getting too real. I love chicken. Oh, my God. Uh, She's crying. (laughs) I'm eating a dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Okay. This is why I'm okay with eating birds. Oh, my gosh. That's it. Well, I'm so excited. I can't wait to eat dinner. (laughs) I can't wait to eat. (laughs) I hope it's chicken. Uh, Thanks. Thanks for interviewing me, Lindsay. Yes. Who who produces this podcast? The Great Plains Nature Center does. And thank you, Emily, for hanging out with us today. I'm I'm so glad I did. I learned so much. Good. Yeah, I learned a lot today, too. Honestly. Um, And you got really emotional over birds, which is like, (laughs) honestly, one of my main goals in life right now is to make people emotional about birds that don't think they like birds (laughs) or aren't into birds enough. I am beginning to appreciate birds more and more. And it's because of you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Hit subscribe. Tell your friends about us. And uh, go to our website. Um, I'll... I'll be putting all the show notes from this. So if you want to find the links to these cool discoveries, there's some neat National Geographic articles about some of these like amber bird dinosaurs and stuff like that. I'll I'll put links to all that on our website. So yeah, check it out. Cool. Well, thanks you guys. Yay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, my voice cracked. (laughs) It was real cute. (laughs) That's the emotions.